All right, so we're back. Another episode, another podcast. I should start labeling these, but I haven't. We have members of our SIP team. We have Jason Lim, Shari Trembley, Brendan McCormick, and Caitlin Giordano. Last week, we had our SIP team meeting. We were talking about ICANN statements and proficiency-based progress, and we thought it would be a great idea to actually record a conversation. So I don't really have questions, although I might ask a question here and there as a follow-up. We're just going to have a conversation, and we want you to listen. Hopefully, you learn from it. Hopefully, you can expand on some of the um, topics that we talk about here today. So let's jump into it. Why don't we? We ready? Yeah. Go. All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. So at the SIP meeting, we were talking about ICANN statements, and I brought up the point that when I was walking around checking in with students and asking them those check-in questions... I felt like every student could tell me the ICANN statement, but we were starting to get hung up along the way with how do you know you're on the right track with this learning goal? And that started our conversation. So when it comes to your classroom, how are you using ICANN statements? Because there's a variety of ways I've seen them being used on top of just writing it on the board and maybe verbally saying it. What else are you guys doing? Well, I mean, for me, I think I, for me, I speak on the most basic of terms. I have my I can statements or yo puedo statements in Spanish. Okay. Uh, on, so each statement, each I can statement is going to say, like, I could talk about my family members. And, you know, if they could talk about their family member, members, they could give me a check mark. Now, okay. the one cool thing I think is that it's cool is I have three levels. I have, uh, are you at a novice, proficient, or elite? So a kid, so what I'm doing right now is I'm having kids evaluate themselves and then I make it an assignment on Canvas and I say, evaluate yourself and then give me your feedback and where you think you are at. And some kids have said, hey, you know, I could talk about my family members. I'm at a proficient level. I'm not at that elite level yet because I can't be complex with it. I Um, think that's pretty awesome, actually. So it's a new thing. Uh, Once again, there's a little you know, little kinks and stuff like that, but it's working out. So, um, so like I said, there's like three things that they have to do for a unit and I, and they have to tell me, can they do it? And if they can do it, where are they at? Are they elite? Are they proficient or are they novice? And novice is cool. I mean, nice. you know, my goal is to get them to be elite, but you know, that's my goal for them. So ultimately um, you're having them reflect and say like, yep, I can check this off. I definitely understand this. And I can tell you how I understand this, but and then it also gives you that feedback, but it's also giving themselves that feedback. Yeah, it gives me that feedback because if a kid says, "Senior Lim, I you didn't teach the numbers," <laughs> and then and then it goes, "Okay, I got I got to go back and I gotta you know let's uh, rehash this out and you know we'll get there," nice. but you know yeah. I'm actually doing something similar to that with our units. I'll have like a weekly reflection. And so for a unit, maybe we're covering four different standards, I can't statements. Every week of the unit, they're going to go in and reflect. Where are you at? Are you beginning? Are you approaching, proficient, or distinguished? And then they have to tell me, why are you there? Mm-hmm. So, and I always tell them like beginning in the unit, it's cool to be a beginning. Like exactly what you said. We've just started. We may not have even talked about that yet. <laughs> no. So um, it's cool if you put beginning and you can literally write in there, we haven't done this yet. So 
it's kind of cool that we're doing similar things. Yeah, so that's how they obviously know they're on the right track. Spanish, right. English. English. Hey, Hello. yeah, we're doing something correct. Yeah. yeah, I think what we figured out too on uh, Marissa and I and Eight Red is that so we you might have a standard that uses the word analyze. So this is kind of a blast from the past from like undergraduate. Uh, <laughs> bachelor's sure. degree but like bloom's taxonomy <laughs> so if you're trying to get up to analyze you really need to use the formatives to like scaffold up to that so you might have well i can understand or i can identify or some of those lower level thinking skills okay. and by the end you have to push them up to i can analyze so because yeah. um, you can't start off by analyzing just right away with yeah. them not getting any feedback or help so Definitely. yeah so like what are some unique ways you guys are doing this though too because i know in our conversation last week you guys were talking about some creative things going on in your classroom of how you're utilizing the I can statements, not just at the beginning of the class, but throughout a lesson and throughout a unit. So I've started putting the I can statements actually right at the top of any formative assessment, any task that we're doing. So the kid knows like this activity that we're doing in class right now goes along with the I can statement up on the board. It's mm -hmm. not just something that's written up here for us to look at. It's something we're actually working toward. It's a goal that we're trying to achieve. Very cool. And then that allows me, too, to then give them feedback on there, like, hey, you're at an approaching right now. Here's what you need to do to take it to the next level and get to proficient. Um, so then that way, when the summative does roll around, they've gotten this consistent feedback on all the formatives that yes. they're like, okay, hey, I know what to do now. Very I cool. know where I'm at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. I know I went in and... Um, observed a teacher and it was just as simple as the ICANs were were given at the beginning and then as the class went on um, a student had given a really good answer and they just stopped the class and was like that is a perfect example of that ICANN statement yes. so the whole class was able to say oh that's what you want mm -hmm. and and I thought that was pretty easy yeah and They're you know authentic. and right. just used what was happening so I, I thought that was really yeah good. and you could use that in any class yeah and the point being made there is that you're referring back to it again you know, without saying don't forget our eye cast <laughs> yeah. you know you know like, one and you really even go old school right before you give a formative or before you do some type of learning yeah. activity, you could say, remember, this is why we're doing this activity. No. I, that's what I'm doing at this point. Like it's on the board. And then before we even launch into it, I'm saying, okay, don't just forget. remember, here's mm -hmm. why we're doing this. So. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think that's important too, because then that why continues to be instilled. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. This is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. Right. And here's how it impacts me in the future. So mm -hmm. it's important that we don't just say it at the beginning and that's it, or it's written. Right. If it's only written on a board, less than likely the kid is really going to grasp what it is that they're doing and why. Yep. But if we continue to remind them, and I've always said that's one of the most important things we can do. If we can we can say the I can statement or tie into it somehow multiple times in a lesson. I think we're going to have more success because we're we're showing the way for the kids of here's what you need to learn and here's how you can do it. And one thing I think I said last week was about and my I guess my concern my problem was is. Uh, the assessing of the students. And I, and I even asked, can I just, because, you know, my class is very linguistic and, and we're talking all the time. Can I just make it an informal assessment of, can they do these, I can't statements, for example, with my seventh graders, can they talk about themselves and what they like to do? And I could be, and you guys said, yes, they could, it could be an informal assessment. Sorry. If I just pick on a kid, if we do a 10 minutes of only Spanish speaking, 
you only speak in Spanish in the class for 10 minutes. And I call on a kid and I'll say, hey, do you like to eat French fries? And if they can answer it, hey, I mean, I'm assessing them right there. Yes. Right? So, yeah. And, and that's a great point. I know, Shara, you elaborated on that last time. I don't expect you to remember. I'm the like, what did I say? Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> it really, you can. It doesn't always have to be this formal assessment. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a formal writing piece. It doesn't, it can be very informal that you have a good understanding. But once again, I think it comes back to the students having that understanding that they get it. Right. You know, it's, it's easy for us to help a kid or tell a kid you get it. But if we can somehow allow our kids that opportunity to discover that on their own as well. And that, that's the goal. I think, Brendan, you were touching a little bit on the feedback part. Mm-hmm. I think we need to understand feedback doesn't always have to come from us. Um, the self-reflection from themselves yeah. and then the peers giving feedback as well. Yeah. That that all comes as whether or not they're meeting the the standards and helping them. Yeah, we've taken the approach that like you know you have the formatives which practice the I can statements and the standards, and then by the summative, it's really a collection of all the I cans and formatives you've done for them to show evidence of that. But even then, it's ongoing because we let them do. I mean, we're writing based and on our team, so it's they have the draft of it, and then they get a summative grade, but then they get to go back and take the feedback and revise it gotcha. and then improve that summative grade. So then it turns into ongoing feedback. And ongoing feedback. You can talk to the kids about their progress that way and yes. their proficiency. So. Yes. So I think we had a really good conversation here. I'm going to wrap it up so it's not too long for people. But hopefully, um, for all of you that are listening, you have some idea that you know this is not as big and scary as it, as it can, as we can make it. And like anything else, you know, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We have to take it in chunks. And I think the more we can even just focus on helping kids see the why of what we're doing in a learning activity and how it ties into that I can statement, the better. And, And that's to me, a great foundation to build. And hopefully that's what people take away from this. And then hearing also that it can be done so informally and it can also be done formally as well. So um, I appreciate you guys sitting down with me. Um, Thank you. More to come. And if you have questions about anything that we talked about, obviously, you know, Caitlin, Brendan, Shari, and Jason are more than happy to have those conversations. Let's continue to collaborate. Let's continue to get better because that's what it's all about. Kids deserve it. Proud to be a knight. We'll see you next time.